And welcome back to Podcorn and a Movie. I'm your host, David, with my co-host, Chase. And this is a podcast where every month we do a new miniseries on a different genre, subgenre, or whatever we think fits nicely into a box. And this month we are doing 2020 movies. And for today's episode, we are talking about the 2020 Hulu comedy, Palm Springs, with special guest, Zachary Poland. Hello, guys. This was a much better movie than Batman. That's just <laughs> the first thing I want to point out. Well, absolutely. Thank you for bringing me on for not absolute dog shit. No, I, no problem. You know what? I thought that we had all already discussed how much we love this movie until... We were starting it today, and it was like already at the end credits. And Jack saw J.K. Simmons. He's like, "Oh, J.K. Simmons is in this." And I was like, "You haven't watched this movie yet?" And he's like, "No, I've never watched it." And I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I started to like be like, well, "What if Zach doesn't like this movie again?" <laughs> yeah, that would have been a, a bit of a uh, stickler if I like came on. I was like, "I'm so excited to watch this movie I've been hearing about for like five months straight." And it's like, "Oh wait, thanks." another piece of dog shit but this was fantastic zach just comes on for our really shitty movies i mean that would be that's par for the course in all honesty um yeah Yeah, i mean this is go on chase i was just gonna say this is my second time watching this and i will say second time i loved it even more but uh same i mean i think there is something to the purity of the first yeah time watching it just being like god this feels so fresh and like um a genre that is becoming quickly becoming a subgenre of like groundhog day like movies um and even tv show now uh with shows Russian like doll. Russian doll yeah but um i i just felt like this was a fresh take on it and so enjoyable and explored a lot of the things that i really like about um the groundhog day subgenre yeah I agree to that. Um, it was also my second time. I think Chase and I both watched it. it I, I just saw, I'm pretty sure it premiered July 10th. So there was quite some time, Zach. You said it came out like right before you left, but there was some time. There was some time. I think we've talked I was, about it I, I, yeah, I don't think, several times. I don't think you guys watched it until I want to say like September or August. Because no, I remember I, we, no, I watched I, it the day it came out. I watched it, I think, but, the day or so after it came if out. If it really came out on Hulu July 10th. But I do feel like that sounds right. I think I watched this in the midst of summer. Well, maybe I, I I'm think just, so. And I was obsessed with it. I was like, really, like, everyone needs to watch this movie. And I thought I, I thought the boys watched it. I don't know. Was I, was I in the middle of Seinfeld during that? Is yes. that why maybe? Yeah, maybe? Yes. It was either Seinfeld or you were still on Battlestar. Well, I mean, I no, no I watched Battlestar, Battlestar twice last year. Right? Yeah, um, I think I was during Battlestar at that point. You might have that been might Dave. be yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. I it's weird to say this because I don't usually give this like this honor or this thought to um kind of comedies usually. But I mean, this is like a weird comedy. It's not like a straight comedy, but a. Uh, I think this is my favorite 2020 movie. That's, it's not me. Mm, I, I liked this movie a lot. I don't know if I can say it's my favorite 2020, but it's up there. I would say it's definitely in my top maybe... I would argue maybe top five, top ten. Favorite of This is my first time seeing it, So, and I watched it uh, 30 minutes ago, so I kind of got to let it sit for a bit before I cast yeah. judgment. But it's That's definitely... Right. It was, 
definitely fantastic. Yeah, I, I mean, just looking at my letterbox, I gave very few 2020 movies five out of five stars. I think there's only three of them, maybe. Um, and this is just, I don't know. I thought it was the most enjoyable. The rewatch was like smooth as smooth dudes. I don't know. Smooth as whatever. Smooth as stones or something. Smooth as stones. I don't <laughs> yeah, man. That's, that's, that's definitely a term people use. <laughs> it went down so smoothly. It's like, I'm always listening to this. I'm like, why am I always comparing movies to swallowing something? I'm always saying how easily I swallowed it. I don't know. But um, it's a. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I fucking just enjoyed the shit out of this movie, and I really love Andy Samberg. But I typically, he's like on the dumb side of humor for me. Like he's like in the Will Ferrell or like you know like Jim Carrey. Like where it's like the sillier, the funnier for me. Like I think Hot Rod is incredible. Um, I think uh, Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping is like one of the best comedies of the past ten years. But it's all like very ridiculous humor. Um, and this wasn't like he wasn't playing his typical. There was like goofy scenes for sure. But uh, but it wasn't his, as typical. Like, um, yeah, the goofiest um, scenes came from the I think you should leave guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever his name is. I, I can't. I'm his sorry. His name is Randy in the movie. Randy. Yeah, Randy. Randy, um, stop. God. Why, stop dancing with me. I didn't. Why would you ask? Because you already drank a little more. That doesn't mean anything, <laughs> Randy. Get out of here. Connor O'Malley. What a fucking hilarious. I remember when when we saw that the next day, I was like, Dave, have you seen Palm Springs yet? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, the guy from, uh, from, I think you should leave was in it. He goes, oh my God. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I was so excited. I'm excited to see him in like anything. We got to watch Detroiters. I know. That's, that's the show that I've watched scenes from it. And I'm like, I need to start this whole show. It's basically a two-hander with Sam Richardson, uh, the the Bone Crusher, yeah, bone. Scrooge, and yeah, uh, yeah. Tim, Tim Robinson. And it was a short-lived show on Comedy Central, but I feel like it's got to be gold. Like those two guys, we got Randy in it. Or we got when we Connor get to um, when we get to what we've been watching. I have something that he's in that I think you'd both enjoy. Okay. Yeah. I uh, he I mean he's been in something I've been watching as well. Connor Connor O'Malley. That's what I'm saying, Connor O'Malley. Yeah, um, yeah. So I guess we can go into the background with the the cast now. Um, the director is someone I, I don't recognize, Max Barbo Bar- Barbaco. Um, he's mostly only directed shorts in one documentary, so I haven't seen anything by him. But I'm excited. You know, I thought this was well directed. Um, and it was written by that guy I mentioned. That's in another project with Andy Samberg, uh, Andy Sierra. And uh, I'm excited for whatever that project is. I have not seen anything else he's written. It's also a lot of shorts. And Lodge 49, I don't know what that is. Is that the production company? No. Oh, wait, no, no, never mind. TV show on AMC? Never even heard of it. Um, It got canceled, though, or it only has one year, so. There's, there's there's too that. much out there. Yeah, there is way too much. Like sometimes I'm like, even AMC, I felt like that was like one of my main channels I followed pretty well. Like if a new show came out, I always gave it a shot. Now they have like 40 shows I've never seen. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that was like early Walking Dead years, and then yeah. they went to like 
Enter the Badlands, which I am personally not a fan of. Into the Badlands. Which is just like, we're edgier Walking Dead without zombies. Yeah, samurai swords and stuff. Yeah. There's um, Hell on Wheels and... Sons of Anarchy. San- I no, like Sons of Anarchy. That's that's FX. Yeah. Oh. Oops. FX has the movies. FX, FX has the movies. But Andy Samberg... I love him. I mean, I've loved him since his SNL days. He's Same. in like one of my favorite skits ever. That was like a, a riff on the OC. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the the, the skit with Shia LaBeouf in it. And it yes. has this song. I can't remember the name of the artist, but it's a song that's like, what you say? Yeah. Oh. I think that's one of five SNL skits I've actually seen. Yeah, where oh, people keep walking into keep the room and getting or, shot. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I love um, the end where the police are just like, okay, this is where it runs down. It's like, yeah. two, like they run and out the whole story, and they're like, other. two police officers will shoot themselves. Like, oh, that's weird. Mm, what you say? What you say? Uh, but that was like a famous, it was, I think, the season two finale of the OC. Uh, yeah. One of the main character's brother ends up getting shot by the main character because he was attacking another main character. But that song plays during it. So it's like a really famous thing at the time because the OC was kind of a hit show. That SNL made a joke that I feel like has almost outlasted the longevity of the OC. Although I still I've never heard of the show. OC, so I would what? agree. Yeah. Gotta watch that. Adam Brody, Misha Barton, Rachel, Rachel Bielsen. When you Great. say that, I just, I just think of like uh, it was like a Factory's company. Fucking, it was a, a a dumb teen show that actually was pretty yes. well written, and I don't know. There's like a lot of strange, like great things, um, and uh, yeah, Benjamin McKenzie, who I feel like you guys know from like Gotham. He's Gordon in Gotham. He was the main character in the OC. I never got into Gotham. I hated it. I, I, liked, like I think season se- no season three the first part of it I loved and then I don't know what happened you, it just you can't have hated the show yeah I was gonna say. season three no 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 I hate this but I'll keep watching watched, until season three I was watching with my so I had a tutor who was like really Batman so he was the only other person who loved Batman with me and I started the show and I got maybe halfway of season one and I was like I can't so years go on and he's like dude you got to just keep watching it it's great. So I pushed through the rest of season one and season two, and I was just like, or maybe it was season two that I liked this first half. There was one half of a season that I thought this is awesome, and then it just stories get really inconsistent. Yes, well, fuck you, Dave. Huh? Knock knock. Who's there? Go fuck yourself. Okay. The lies are coming. So go fuck yourselves. Um, but like I don't know, Andy Samberg has like you know uh. Like, The Lonely Island was his biggest thing on SNL, which was him and two other guys. I believe yeah. it was two other guys. It is two other guys. And that became its I own mean, thing. They created, like, their, like, SNL, like, didn't really have digital shorts, I feel like, before them. And then that became, like, a huge well, part. Well, if I'm not show. mistaken, I think um, before SNL, they had their own small little channel where they would, yeah. re- it was, like, two guys, and they would just sing really dumb songs like we're just two guys and we're having a good time having a good time and they did all those which i remember seeing that before they were on snl i mean i don't know i feel like they were they're like his snl time so like when did youtube start like his he started in 2005 started 2008 
Yeah, uh, no, I feel 2007? like it's earlier than that. Uh, but I feel like it's like genuine like popularity didn't really rise until until when later. they were on that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like obviously, like "Dick in the Box" is like one of the greatest fucking songs ever with Justin Timberlake. Um, on a boat. throw it on the ground. Um, I just yeah. had sex with on uh with uh Akon. Yes. Um, and then he's just in. God, I hear like an echo from one of you guys for some reason. Like when I talk, I'm hearing my echo. I don't hear it. From back. Um, I mean, it might be me. I apologize. But he's just been in like a lot of great, you know, cameos and stuff. Like he's in like everything that's funny, like Portlandia. He's in The Watch, I guess, which I don't remember him in The Watch. He plays casual wanker number one. Uh, have you guys <laughs> ever seen The Watch? It's no. A really good no. It's Jonah Hill, uh, Vince Vaughn. Ben Stiller, Jermaine Clemens. Is it a, like about like an evening watch in the neighborhood? Yeah. Um, it actually came out right around the, uh, uh, the what was that guy's name? George Zimmerman, the guy that shot the kid. Uh, yeah. And it was like, it used to be called the neighborhood watch, but they had to change the title to the watch. God, it has a 36 on Metascore, but it's a really funny movie. I don't know. It's written by Seth Rogen. But it's basically like a neighbor wa- neighborhood watch discovers aliens, and it's a funny movie. I don't know. We should I think I remember the trailers for that, actually. Um, he's in an Adam Sandler movie that I kind of like called That's My Boy. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. I, it's like I've one definitely of the, seen that One of the few rated R Adam Sandler comedies that has come out in the last. I love that time. just Ice – or uh, Vanilla Ice is just randomly in that movie as a character. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, Hot Rod's obviously a great one. Pop star, never stop popping. You've talked these... about that movie like a hundred times with me. I I still haven't seen it. You need it's to. So it's good, actually, dude. It's, it's so good. funny. My friends and I watched that like back to back because it was so funny, and then we just kept showing it to people. Um, I'm trying to find his his HBO movies. He has two really funny. One of them, I guess, is called Tour de Pharmacy. Uh, it's a mockumentary that's like. Uh, like supposed to be about cycling it's just like everyone's on steroids and it's really really funny it's a it like orlando bloom's in it playing a really funny character john cena's in it um i hope they do more of them but they're like hbo mockumentaries i'm trying to think of the other one it was with kit herring that's what it is it's called seven days of hell and it's him uh they're both tennis pros and it's him and kit harrington playing against each other and they're really short. They're like only like forty minutes long, but they're I was gonna really, say, really funny. Are they like the the Netflix? What's that show, Chase? Um, oh, documentary now. Yes, documentary now. It's a little bit like it, but it's more like it's more of like a sports. It's like a thirty for thirty, actually. Like, yeah. but it's a mockumentary, um, and they're really good. And then I'm a big Brooklyn Nine Nine fan. Same. I think I'm a couple seasons behind, but I got into that show a couple years ago and flew through it like. And I don't know. I just I think Andy Samberg's great. I like to see him more in stuff like this, though, like Palm Springs, where he's just not so goofy. Like 
he's relatively serious. He was a little depressed in this movie, and I thought it was like, I don't know, he plays it well. A little depressed? He was depressed throughout this whole movie, Dave. What are you talking yeah. about? But he's like, you know, such a... But he's definitely uh, serious than what we're used to as like a dumb, yeah. dumb, like, yes. look at me, I'm but screaming, and it's funny. Through. Yeah. yeah, he's not playing, but, like, I have always thought he's just like a mini Adam Sandler, where he might as well go out there and just be like, I show what I do, I do, 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 do. You can't see my fingers, but I'm wagging them. Um, and then we have Kristen Melody. Uh, Melody, Melody. I love her. She's literally someone that I'm like in love with. Like this is one of the movies <laughs> that makes me more in love with her. But she's someone that like has, from what I've seen, she just appears in my favorite things of all times. Like she's revealed to be the mother and how I met your mother spoilers. She's a great mother. Like, you know, I mean, not speaking on her mothering abilities, but she was a great <laughs> choice for the mother. Like she's someone that you're like, ah, like they've been teasing this for so long. Who's someone that is cool and easily someone you can believe that someone would fall in love with. And it's her. And Holy fuck, Zach. I can't even remember this. She's in three episodes of the Sopranos. Wait, really? Yeah, she's Catherine Sacrimony. And I feel like Sacrimony sounds like, you know, recognizable. But she was probably relatively young back then. But boom, Sopranos, one of my favorite things of all times. How I Met Your Mother, one of my favorite sitcoms of all times. And then she's in Fargo, one of my favorite TV shows of all times. And then she's in uh, one of the best episodes of Black Mirror, the USS Kalisar. She's the girl that's like trapped in... um, What's his face? Uh, Jesse Plemons' weird Star Trek. Sci-fi realm. Oh, yeah. Um, I can tell you who she is in Sopranos, but it is a major spoiler for Sopranos. Don't don't spoil it. Really? Okay, fine, Chase. Don't. Now I want you to remind me. There's no way you can spoil anything that. Yeah, true. She's the girl that Tony is with for a very short period of time who ends up uh, be like, I'll kill myself if you leave me. Let me guess, what? she kills herself when she leaves him. Yeah. Oh. No way. Yep, that's her. What? What? <laughs> what? God, I don't remember that at all. Like, she must have been, like, very, very young. I mean, she was born in when? When was she born in? She was born in 85. That was, yeah. so she was 19 when she was on The Sopranos. Jeez. Oh, my God. I guess that's of age, Tony. <laughs> but uh <laughs> and then she's in um she's in this movie obviously and then she was also in another show i really enjoy this year mythic quest but she wasn't she's not like a part of the show there's an episode that goes into like a backstory it's almost like a flashback with none of the main characters in it besides her and jake johnson and that was a really good episode and so basically she's just fucking amazing but she does Love. mostly TV shows, it sounds like. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, yeah. I, I mean, Palm Springs is a movie, and Wolf of Wall Street is a movie. Uh, she kills it in Fargo. Yeah, she's so good, and she's always a very tragic character. She dies a lot. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't, you, don't, you don't see it happen. Yeah, well, I guess she dies in The Sopranos. Yeah, God, dude, that's, that's brutal. Um, and then the third build. Yeah, hey, Chase, she dies a lot. Shush. Um, the third build in this movie is J.K. Simmons, 
who is way too big of a filmography to really go through. I don't know if you guys just want to shout out some of your favorite. Whiplash. Yes. Uh, he's the yellow peanut in all the peanut M&M commercials. Uh, I was going to go right to state or Spider-Man State Farm. We are farmers. Farmers. Spider-Man yeah. 2. Spider-Man 3. Space only commercials. J.K. Simmons um, only does commercials. The Spider-Man Activision video game. The Spider-Man 2 Activision video game. The Spider-Man 3 Activision video game. Spider-Man Far From Home yeah. after credits. Um, yes. He's in Juno. He's Juno's father. 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 Um, I don't know. I can rewatch Juno. It's okay. I like that movie. I think it's a great movie. I think it's good. I don't think it's So like... do I. I just, I just haven't seen it since I was like 13. Um, he's in The Snowman. I left you all the clues. Why can't you stop me? What does it say on the front poster? Oh, Lady no, in the Water, PG 13. Doesn't say that note. Is this like a Jack Frost ripoff starring Michael Keaton? You guys don't know the Snowman, the hit, the smash hit with Michael Fassbender? No, no. I know Jack but, Frost with Jack. What Zach was just talking Michael, about with Michael Keaton? Yeah, where he turns into a with and, Jack uh, Frost and he's just like Baratheon. walking around, scary snowman, watching his son. Yeah, I rewatched that recently. Not the best movie. I heard it's very scary now. I'm trying to think well, of what my favorite J.K. Simmons is. I think it might be, uh, even though it's a smaller role, but it's him in, um, and what the fuck, dude, Burn After Reading. He's like the CIA guy that's trying to put together the whole story the whole time, and then he's just like, so nothing really happened then. Like He's like summing up the whole movie, and it's just about a bunch of idiots who like don't know what's going on at all. That he's just trying yes. to or why they're all involved in this story. George Clooney is the best part of that movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, everyone's so good. I mean, Brad Pitt's yeah. really weird in that movie. Francis McDormand's great. Uh, Richard Jenkins gets a hatchet to the head. Spoilers by John Malkovich. He's in John Malkovich. He's in a La La Land as well as Claus. Which yeah, that's the only on his top four uh, IMDb that I've never seen. I gotta watch La La Land. What am I doing with my life? I mean, he's in La La Land for like 10, 10 seconds. 10 seconds, not even. I started to watch La La Land for about a minute, and then I found out it wasn't the best Oscar, and then turned on Moonlight instead. <laughs> I mean, they're both very good. Um, yeah, Moonlight's, I don't know. I, I like think, Moonlight, I but I I'm like, Moonlight. why is it best picture? I don't know. I think I got like 20 minutes in, then I had to go to class. I don't think I ever finished I, it. It's a I gorgeous movie. Moonlight. Very I well watch it. Um, I think it's just a little Boris. Very aesthetically and, pleasing. And we have Peter Gallagher, some of the best eyebrows in the entire game of the OC fame. He's the dad of the bride in this movie. Um, I was trying to think of what uh, what I've seen him in. What else has he been? He's in? he's been around for quite some time, and his eyebrows have been around even longer. But uh, he's in American Beauty. I don't know if you remember. Mm. Have you seen that movie? He's the one that sleeps with his wife. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I love that movie. I can't uh-huh. say I remember him in it, but I do love that movie. He's in Californication. Uh, he's in a really good Soderbergh movie, Sex Lies and Videotapes. Uh, he's in a few Soderbergh movies. Um, I'm trying to think. Mr. Deeds, I think, is his most, like, I don't know. People my age, I guess, would know him well from. He's 
I love Mr. Deeds. He's the guy that owns the mansion, I'm pretty sure. Or I can't remember. He's just super rich. I remember playing tennis at some point with, with, with uh, Adam Chandler himself. Wasn't he in Grace and Frankie? Is that the show? Uh, I only watched one season of that. My so old, old roommate know. loved that show. That's the only reason how I might have remembered it. I don't see him in Grace and Frankie. Yes, yeah, he's in a ton of Grace and Frankie. He's in 18 episodes, Chase. Jesus. Oh, my God. You big dumb-dumb? I'm dumb. Um, He's in The Connors. Oh, what a fascinating know. TV show The Connors is. The show where Roseanne's dead. They're like, you know what? We didn't like all the things you said after taking so many pills, Roseanne, so we're going to kill you and create The Connors. Dude, Ambien's a dangerous, uh, dangerous Yeah, I drug. think it's pretty... Uh, it was an epic move done by whoever makes this <laughs> PBS. They're like, yes, Roseanne, you're like the bread and butter of this entire show, but fuck you, because you said some <laughs> terrible things about he, Middle Easterns, I'm pretty sure. He played, it was Obama. He played the voice of Dexter in the Dexter video game. <laughs> Are you serious? Like <laughs> Peter Gallagher? Yeah. <laughs> That wow. is so scroll weird. down. I just saw it. <laughs> this is someone who couldn't be like any older or less like Dexter. Oh no no no! Sorry, he plays Harry Morgan. He plays Dexter's father. Okay. Oh, uh, never, okay. never, never mind. Never well, mind. Now I want to know who plays. I was going to say Chase. That'd be a really odd choice. Oh my gosh! I don't know. Oh, that made that almost made me laugh too hard. He didn't wait. Rescue me. Rescue me went until 2010. Zach. What? Yeah. Dude, Rescue me was seven seasons. Started in 2004, ended yeah, in so 2011. Maybe it was eight. I just, dude, no, I that think shit was like, I think five great seasons and two very average seasons. It just was weird to me seeing Californication listed under Rescue Me. Like, those are two different time periods in television in my mind. How much of Rescue Me was he in? He was Father Phil in like six episodes. I don't even remember that. He's from the really bad season where Dennis Leary sees Jesus all the time. Oh, I don't think and they never bad. Then they never talked about it. Um, but yeah, his greatest role ever is Sandy Cohen, the greatest lawyer on earth in the OC. That's all I have to say about Peter Gallagher because I couldn't find the Dexter video game and find out who played Dexter. Oh, I, I found out it was. Is it was it Nolan North? Nolan North? No, it wasn't. Uh, it is a guy named Michael C. Hall. No way. Yep. Dexter himself. Yep. Wow. Dexter himself. Wow, they could they could get Dexter. <laughs> they couldn't get Dexter's dad. Apparently <laughs> not. Right. Um, and then I, I don't think besides we mentioned um Connor O'Malley. The only other person that I really recognized just because I just watched Search Party was Meredith Hang Hagner. And she plays Misty, his uh, girlfriend. Nice. And then June Squibb is also a kind of a fairly big actor. She's an old lady, but she's the old lady that... She's uh, the grandma who's like, my... I lost my mother at a young age, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've we'll, seen more weddings we'll get than into some you can ever imagine. With I, that. Yeah. Uh, but I, she, I also have some theories. She's in Nebraska, which is a phenomenal movie. And she was Hoobie's oh. mom in Hoobie Halloween. Yes. So there's, 
I just, I, I, Hoobie Halloween was not fun to watch. Screw you, what? Zach. That movie's fucking awesome. Screw you. That, I, I almost hell. put that in this month. I like that movie Are you a serious? Lot. It's hilarious. Zach, you know how much I generally hate joy and love and whatever. Not love, but just I hate movies. Like He, that he hates happy movies. Yeah, I hate comedy kind of. Like, I don't hate comedy. I just hate what passes for comedy nowadays. And I genuinely and you, don't like most Adam Sandler movies that are on Netflix. Um, and you like Hubie Halloween. Oh, God, I thought it was a pleasure and a joy. I did not enjoy a single frame. God, that movie. Well, then Hubie you have Halloween. no heart. Yeah. I love Mr. Deeds. Yeah. You Mr. have no Deeds heart. Is good. I don't know. I think I maybe, I, maybe I hate comedy more than Dave. Yeah, I think you might, to be honest. No. But I'm I'm gonna stay out of that fight because I, I mean know. I love comedy. How do I, I do love comedy and I love to laugh. I just I actually want to from watching something, which doesn't often happen. So but, uh, yeah, the I'm budget done with that. The budget for this movie is five million dollars, by the way. So very low budget. Oh my God. That's like wow. Yeah, that's why I, I was like pretty it. impressed. Yeah, I believe it, but I'm kind of still I mean, impressed the only by thing it. is like we're. I mean, the actors must not got paid shit, but uh, it's either the I actors mean, got paid the screen, a majority. I like, well, if you really think about it, there's only a few locations they actually shoot. Exactly, yeah. So I mean, also, I mean, they could have probably. It, it was a Lonely Island production, so like Samper got producer credit, and they probably got a uh, points for all of it. And it yeah. was probably more of an. It, it is an indie film, so they didn't get paid their full amount anyway. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know how. Hulu makes its money. Zach and I were just discussing that. Yeah, because uh, so each uh, or the total box office was uh, f- seven. Sorry, there was a car honking outside my window. Uh, box office for this movie because it's already on Hulu. I'm guessing there was a little bit of of theaters oh, popping premi- up. It premiered on Hulu. It was yes, Hulu original. But there's a box office of seven hundred and fifty four thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, so it probably did a short theater tour. It must have. But here's the thing that's crazy, and this is what I think Dave is going to find insane. So it holds the record of the biggest sale of film at the Sundance Film Festival. Wow. Oh, so damn. Who bought it for the biggest amount ever? You want to hear how, what they bought it for? Wow. Yes. $17.5 million. Ooh, and damn. 69 cents. So it is actually beating Bad. the record. By sixty nine cents. Who did they beat? What was our previous? Was it I, a I didn't look that up. I apologize, uh, but I mean that's still huge. I was like, "Holy yeah. crap, dude!" I mean, that was what years ago they were talking about how um, Netflix kind of changed the game at um, at film festivals, whereas movie studios would go with not very deep pockets because they're just like these are indie films. These people are just looking for distribution you know, blah, blah, blah. Like they didn't value them that highly. Um, and then Netflix came in with the fucking deepest pockets on earth and was like, what up? we'll buy everything. And people were like, that's not how that's done. <laughs> like, they start getting really pissed at them because, you know, it's not how the, the film festival world worked, but, um, but now it's thought, changed everything. Yeah. Yeah. Now uh, they can empty them out every single year and it oh. doesn't even it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think they go as crazy anymore, but because they're now making their own movies. But um, 
certainly other streaming services are pulling that shit clearly with, you know, Hulu doing something like that. Well, absolutely. Uh, so Andy Samberg uh, admitted multiple endings were written and shot for this film. So what they did is they held private friends and family screenings of different versions on different, like certain nights and stuff to see what people thought of the certain endings. And he actually went on joking that he's like, all right, it's not the perfect piece of art, but at least everybody liked it. Mm -hmm. So that's why the endings kind of like people can say the ending that we got is very just like, Oh, they just corny or whatever. Well, I mean, if you really think about it, once they blow up, it's, like two minutes and the movie's done. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind I mean, of weird really instead of having a small, it. yeah. I don't think that's that weird. I don't think so. I think it's I, I'd different. imagine the other endings were like, let's just not do this. Like his speech works and then she decides we don't want to go in there and then they live their life. Like it's just a montage of them like living like time loop life. Oh, I th- I thought it's it's the the ending is after they go in and blow up. I think that it's the you know the opening of them just sitting in the pool. I, I think no. that's the thing that they shot differently. No, I don't think so. You don't? I mean, they could have ending shot that is usually ending is usually plot wise. Like if something changed in the plot, not like what are we gonna do after the solution? Well, I mean that made. would be a change in the plot if the plan didn't work or if it worked differently. Like they it, it literally reset. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Like what if that's yeah. like the yeah. they have the main like climax of the film. It's just now after the climax, what they have afterwards is what they're trying to figure out and what changed. That's how I see yeah. it. It I doesn't really that, tell you yes. what they've changed, but yeah. I can imagine uh, well, they, that's the, the difference. The thing is with alternate endings, I always just assume the solution is what's alternate. You know, there's like in like a famous alternate ending to I Am Legend is like he ends up, I don't know blowing everyone up. I can't remember what it is. I think he blows up all the guys with a grenade instead of being like, there's a butterfly in the crack in this window. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. Yes. I, I, I The dog died and I cried and then I I refused to watch the end. What? I like what? I, I mean, I, that's honestly the worst part of the movie when the dog dies. I'm like, God damn it. I could have watched a whole movie of him and his dog and i didn't really need for his dog to die but what is, I enjoyed what it. is with us and dead dogs it happened last yeah. episode we talked about dead dogs yeah. like what movie was see... last episode another round but, but there's no dead dogs and yeah in it was, round. we it were was talking another... about another movie by the director so there's <laughs> dead dogs and then you you like brought up but i like was talking over you or whatever but you mentioned like what, what are you steve or something or... yeah Steve was just going on this weird run, like, unpurposely, <laughs> where he kept showing us movies, and there was a dead dog in, like, every movie. We're like, what the fuck's up with you and dead dog, Steve? He's trying oh. to tell you guys something. We, we got the picture. <laughs> yeah, I'm not bringing my dogs around him. <laughs> so, uh, Palm Springs also broke the record of most viewed Hulu releases in the first weekend. I which, believe that. That's awesome. I believe it 100%. I mean, there's not a really, I, well, to be honest, I can't think of one Hulu original I was movie thinking off that too. the top of my head. Um, it was funny because today, today I was like, okay, it's on Prime. I need to go on to Prime. And I looked up Prime. I'm like, it's not on Prime? What the hell is going on? And then I looked it up. And I'm like, oh, it's on Hulu, dumbass. What the hell are you thinking? Well, Hulu's always been more of a show. Odd corner movie. What? 
I said you should have gone to at Podcorn in a movie and, and looked at their schedule and underneath their schedule I commented on where everything's available. No, I know. I just yeah, was I don't dumb. I don't recognize this. I just looked up Hulu original movies. I don't recognize a single fucking one of these things. I don't know if I've ever watched a Hulu original movie. Same. Oh, I, I watched I... Dumb, the story of Big Brother magazine. That's a really good documentary, but they don't have a lot of movies. No, I, like, even when I look up movies, it comes with like Rami and stuff, and they're all shows. Yeah. Um, <sighs> <laughs> what was that? I don't know. <laughs> that was very odd. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, did, you guys, did you guys watch Happiest Season? The oh, oh yeah, oh, that, like, that that that's not even Christmas on this movie. list. Yeah, it's I, yeah, even, we did oh, yes, see that. It's a sneaky one. Okay. Right. Yeah, uh, we, I, we I also watch. I also watch uh, Fire Fraud or Fire Fire the Firefest documentary. Oh, oh I did yeah, see I did. that. I, I did see that. Remember when that sweep the nation in 2019 yeah. and everyone was talking about that guy that would blow for some Aquafina? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, and I'm pretty sure everyone um, forgot I think the about Hulu that. one's the one that wasn't sponsored by Fuck Jerry. It's like the one that, I, that like talks about. That didn't seem more. biased at all. Yeah. But they were both fucking titillating. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, 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 I like doing a double feature personally. Yeah, I'd watch like seven more documentaries all on the same subject matter just to see what they have to say. We need another Tiger King. <laughs> no, we don't. I think there is another one coming out. There is. A- well, there's two uh, like well, there's dramatized be, yeah. TV versions. Nicholas I think Cage there's another documentary coming out. I think there's the Nick Cage one, uh, the Kate McKinnon one. Remember when Tiger King swept the nation early COVID? <laughs> Dude, it feels like I remember when it Carol Baskin was on Dancing with the sure. Stars. Now I couldn't care less about any of it. Same. Um, Carol Baskin was on Dancing with the Stars, man. That was the end of it. It's like after that, it was like, okay, we never have to look at Tiger King again. Jesus, Zach. I there's like a good five second delay going on. I just heard you say that in my room, and then yeah, I just no, we're we're on a bit of a delay here. Oh, man. it's fine. So Niles, oh, by the way, go, going back to my facts. So Niles is drinking. Aqua or Aputa, Apropra. It's the beer that he's drinking, and it's the name of the turtle that carries the world on its back, according to several different cultures and mythologies. Is it a real beer? I don't believe so. No. Well, let's check it out. Let's check it out. Go with your facts. I'm gonna hack into the mainframe. Hack into the mainframe. Uh, Sarah explains the reason she doesn't dance is a. Uh, it's a different type of pain condition. It's called a plateau fasciitis. I, I'm horrible with words. with really scientific words, but it's an actual condition that they have where the pain in their heel. And she's saying that she has that, which is I don't know, kind of cool that they're tying in something factual in the movie. Uh, Palm Springs writer Andy Sarah. Or Sarah Sierra. Sierra said and confirmed that Andy's character Neil was trapped in the time loop for over forty years. So that's oh cool. my okay. god, forty years. That's how long he's been trapped. That's a long fucking time. Yeah. Could you imagine doing the same day over for forty years? No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we'll get into 
we'll yeah, get we'll get into, into that. Like, yeah, 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 how I feel about these time loops because I kind of want to be in one, but I also don't. And then this is the last fact that's kind of I kind of want to say this is a shitty fact, but I guess I keep it in. Uh, the existence shitty of dinosaurs fact. was meant to be ambiguous to the viewers. And that, kinda, that was that was the fact. I mean, I, okay. I mean, I feel like that was true. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is ambiguous. We know that there's some weird shit going on in this desert, but we also know that like, they were shrooms. on shrooms. So, so I was confused in that scene because I didn't see any dinosaurs. Really? What? Yeah, the brontosauruses. Was I blind? You might have I been blind. So. I thought they were talking about the stars, and I was staring at the stars. I'm like, what the fuck's different about the stars, Andy Sandler? No, no there's, there's dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Just crawling well, around. I, well, I'm dumb, apparently. Jesus. Yeah, no, okay, that, yeah blend, that, that they line makes a lot more sense. A little bit. They do. At one point, he was like, the dinosaurs. And I was like, what? What fucking dinosaur? <laughs> yeah, she says it or something. So one yeah. of them says, like, that time we saw dinosaurs. Well, she says I at was... one point, she's like, you see them too, right? And she's like, the dinosaurs? And they're like, yeah. I don't yeah, think I he it's... says dinosaurs at that moment, does he? No, he, he just says, yeah. And I was like, the stars? What the yeah. fuck? I'm are pretty they sure they about? say dinosaurs, but I'm not. Later later in the movie, hey, not at that scene. My intelligence. I get it. It's fine. I'm not insulting your intelligence. You're smarter than me, Zach. It's not true. That is not true, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's true. Um, but yeah, those were my facts. All right. Well, let's get into an ad read. Okay. Yeah, let's take a word from our sponsors. Let's talk about the plot. This movie. Plot talk. Plot talk. This is the point where we talk about the plot. Uh, do, do you do you want to start, Zach? Because this is your first time watching it. Oh, I will start. Well, oh, you yeah, want to start yeah. this? Okay. <laughs> I, I, just, I just want to say the synopsis. I don't know why we never really do this, but sometimes I think it's good. But when a carefree Niles and a reluctant maid of honor, Sarah, have a chance, chance encounter at Palm Springs wedding, things get complicated as they are unable to, to escape the venue themselves or each other. Wow, that's pretty ambiguous. Yeah. Doesn't tell you what the actual plot is about. I mean, well, I, mean I feel like you don't, you don't want to ruin Groundhog Day before you know it's Groundhog Day. I knew that that was the plot of this movie. I was trying to think. Did you know, Zach? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I saw the trailer. Yeah, yeah I the, think trailer the trailer really just tells it. you exactly what um, it is. I kind of would have loved to have entered this movie blind, though. Yeah. I mean, you kind of are. I feel like when you're introduced to uh, Andy Samberg, Neil. You I don't mean, quite you know don't that he's know already, he's in, already the in the loop. Exactly. But you can and tell. I feel like later, like when he's dancing um, uh, in front of Kristen, like that's like. What's your actual name? In front of Sarah, yeah. when Niles is dancing in front of Sarah, that's still the first day we've seen. That's when you can kind of be like, if you know what the plot is about, you can be like, oh, he's experienced this a ton of times. Like he knows yeah. what everyone's doing on the dance floor up until like that guy that falls into the chair, you know, that he sets up for him. I mean, even his speech is like very much like he just shows up out of nowhere in like a bathing suit. And it's like, yes. Oh, 
and like no one none of the family really knows who he is but he's saying so many intimate things about the family and they're like who is this guy but by the end of it they're all like so into the speech so when I, when I love shit like that when he's actually having sex with his girlfriend in the beginning he's it's not an age thing it's finally because it's like i'm sick of tired of you and i'm just exactly well that's why well, i yeah. think it still is an age thing yes because like it's I mean, 40 years older know, than her. Yeah, he's yeah. like 70 year old man. He's probably, but it's still funny because it suggests that that is how he starts every morning, <laughs> no matter what. But he goes like, nice leg. And she goes, okay, yeah. we can do this quickly. Do you think he could say anything? And he, it's just like, okay, here's the sentence. Well, yeah, I, I think, I mean, the movie shows you throughout that he's experimented with what he can say to her like thousands yes. of times. To the point where he knows what know she's going to say. Yeah, because I was thinking about that scene um, when um, when he's in the room and Sarah walks in and then uh, his girlfriend Misty goes, what the fuck? Are you cheating on me? And then he just copies everything. He says like, yes, the sentences as she's saying them. And I'm like, well, they haven't had sex that many times or she hasn't come into the room that many times where he would know that exact spiel well, well, he but he's have. probably gotten into a scenario where she says what the fuck are you cheating on me and so he just knows every single word she's gonna say after that i think i she think could we could have also yeah. charged in there tons of times like we don't like on the we don't know how long she's no, been in there I think we do, though, at that point, it's suggesting that she has only experienced it so many times, like, uh, because she's asking about something, like. I'm convinced she's stuck in the loop for at least a year. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But I'm saying at that moment when we see that, we have seen their progression, like, they, I don't think they've skipped days for us, like, like, she's. No, because I'm trying to think of when that happens. Like, I think that happens. Well, it's after it's after she says uh, it's is is it after when they're when she finally goes, I think I know how to get out of here. No, no. That's like still in the beginning uh, of them knowing each other. Okay. Yeah. Um, Well, it happens a few times. Well, the cheating line happens twice. Well, she and goes, are you cheating time, on me? And he goes, no, silly. You're silly, you're cheating, you're on, cheating me. on me. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, so that's, that's the first time. Because we get um, introduced to that the first yeah. loop. But the second time is when he starts repeating the lines before she says them. And she's like, this isn't funny. And he's like, this isn't funny. But I'm trying to remember what happened before that. That was the night they had sex. Yes, and then she comes in, and and they're free, and then they're driving down the highway, and she's like all distraught because she's just no, kind no, of the, because that the just night they have into... sex goes from her room to the car. Yeah, she okay. doesn't go into his room. Oh wait, I think it's it's the millionth millionth birthday. It might at have the been. bar. I don't remember. Let's not get we too hot. Hot. Yeah, we're not gonna get too. Yeah, let's let's um, backtrack because we didn't talk about Roy. Yeah, on the first loop. <laughs> yeah, so Roy is there, uh, and it's like kind of like you're like enthralled with this couple. Like you're like, oh, this is like a nice little rom com moment going on. Like they're about to have sex, and then he just gets shot in the back with an arrow, and she starts screaming like anyone normal would do. But he's kind of like nonchalant about it. 
he's like, I knew I smelled you. And then he gets <laughs> shot in the leg again. And he's like, damn it, Roy, you're sick or whatever he says. Like <laughs> That's like a weird theme throughout the movie that, and- that Andy Samberg has like mastered smell. Smell. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which is funny because it's just like if you've lived 40 years, how many days do you just spend me like, huh, maybe I'll get really good at like he's clearly amazing at little things like darts or like not looking and throwing a can in the trash can behind him. He's like mastered the art of coolness almost, you know, like which is really I, I think is hilarious. Well, I, feel uh, I mean, like- in a in a certain like mile radius, I feel like Andy Samberg's character knows everything that's gonna happen to every single person. He has every single con- like conversation with anybody. He yeah. has to start doing other things. Like so, smell. It doesn't. You know, I, I can imagine him going. Well, I got to figure out something else to fucking do. Let me just try to remember smells and what yeah. goes to um, which person. But he explains. So after that night, he dies. Um, that's when um, Sarah follows him into the cave. the cave that causes all this. But that's like after Roy is hunting him. And then the next day after she like, it's actually a couple days, but she like gets, she realizes this is happening, which was hard for her to swallow at first. She couldn't swallow yeah. that. <laughs> she couldn't go stone. down her throat. But uh and then she's finally like, wait, who the fuck was that guy hunting you? And he explains, oh, that was Roy, who was J.K. Simmons, who is a guest at the wedding many, many times ago for him. He doesn't go to the wedding anymore. He only shows up to hunt <laughs> <laughs> miles every now and then. But he explains that he was a guest at the wedding and they just had a crazy night where they did <laughs> a lot of drinking and a lot of cocaine and drugs. And I love that to... sequence, by the way. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> it's fantastic. hilarious. Like, when they're in the shower together, just, like, going, shh. <laughs> I don't know what's so funny about that. But I also love how he's, like, I know that little shit has some in his pocket, but he's like, won't give it to me. And Andy Samberg being someone that's, like, kind of like a walking god in this world. Like, he, there is no rules for him. Just walks up to the guy while he's, like, making a wedding speech and pulls the cocaine out he of goes, his pocket. I got it. I got it. Yeah, and also, also what's, fun, what's funny about that scene is that that's one thing Andy Samberg probably didn't know is that that guy had drugs on him this entire time and he had never yeah. taken he's like, out of his oh, pocket. That's fucking great to know for future references. Um and then he ends up like with him later on in the movie as yeah. well. Um, but uh, they have a great night. And then what does he say? I wish I could. He pretty much goes, this is the best, is the best night life. ever. And he goes, I wish yeah. I could live like this every or live this night every day. And then yeah, he goes, I need he... to show you something. And he goes to the cave and they're like, your ancestors are in there. He goes, my ancestors? He goes, no, your answers. <laughs> all, he goes, all the answers you're looking for. And he goes, well, those are two different things. <laughs> Which I thought was he really starts, funny. He starts going through and he goes, wait, this is too far. Don't. And then he, I feel like he has a heart attack because he has too much yeah, drugs. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he does. was having a heart attack. But he was right at the last moment. Trying to stop like, him. Shit, I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. And, and then we get the montage of J.K. Simmons slaughtering Andy Samberg in, Sandberg like in several various different ways. ways, like waterboarding him, electrocuting him to death, uh, like just shooting him in general, like lighting Setting the, pool the pool on fire. On fire. Um, Which I was thinking, so technically, his or uh, what's his name? Crap, who's J.K. Simmons' character? It's Roy. Roy. Technically, Roy. if Roy just set him on fire, the whole entire like wedding people would have watched him do this. He would have to stay alive the whole time 
until he goes to bed, right? So everyone's just himself. like, well, yeah, he could just kill himself after, that's or just point. run away. Like basically, you know, there's no repercussions in life. Um, all the Schlieffens were like, "What the fuck, Roy?" I just the like when fuck? he's explaining it. He's like explaining how he's related to everyone. And he's like part of the Schlieffen clan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who I was trying to find. I was like, is Schlieffen even in the IMDb? But June Squibb is Nana Schlieffen. Okay. Nice. And I also know the guy that ends up begging Andy Samberg is also a Schlieffen. I'm pretty sure, or part of. Oh, the- he's a Schlieffen too. Yeah. Which is also really funny where uh, where Sarah, Christi, Kristen Milotti is like, you have sex? And he's like, oh, yeah. Like, and then he starts going down the line of like, he's like the bartender, uh, lady from the bar. He's like, I tried with your sister. And it's just like the scene of like, <laughs> he's like, can I get this dance? And they're this like, the first dance. First so it's- dance. What does he say after he's that? Like, he's like, that's a deal breaker for you? Yeah, which is <laughs> really no, just, I think the bartender's the best. Doing whatever they want. The bartender no, one think... is the best because, oh, no, the dad one is the best. He's just like, what are funniest. we doing? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It feels good or whatever. <laughs> but the I thought the best one was jerking the him off in her car. I had a guy who had this car. Oh, wait, you're right. Yeah, I had a guy with this car once. He never walked again. And she goes, oh. Yeah, and then he like comes right when she says that he never walked again. He's just like, oh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, I can't hear myself anymore. Well, check your check your your thing. Is it off? I can hear you still. Yeah, I can still hear you. Hello. Wow, it is GarageBand was fucking up. Uh-huh. But um. Uh, I I don't know. I thought the funniest one was the guy that comes up to him every day. Who is who was he? The guy who comes up to oh the Jerry. It was Jerry. Yeah. But he's what does he say to him? He's like uh, same day. I don't know what he says. He repeats he, it every day at the pool though. He he says how how's your day so far? And he goes well. Ask me about it later today. Or he says, "Oh no, he's like he's like he same like, as today, same as yesterday, same as tomorrow." Something yeah. Well, he says yes. that to her. He doesn't say it to him, does he? No, it's no, he, he says it to him. that guy every day yeah. at the pool. Like he swims up, he's like, "How are you doing today?" And he's like, "Today is the same. Today is tomorrow is every day." Um, he does say that speech to her also, though, yeah. which I like. But he, whatever he's saying, he's like, like. To, yesterday, yesterday today, today is yesterday. Is today. Tomorrow will be the today. Yeah. Um, tomorrow will always and forever now be today. Um, I also like how he explains it to her at the beginning. He goes, it's one of those infinite time loops you might have heard about, which is like them <laughs> being like, you ever see Groundhog's Day? It's like that, but they didn't mention that. Uh, um, I like at the end uh, how they say what, his speech where he's talking about love and he's like, but do you know what's more impossible of meeting someone in a time loop in love? Being in a yeah. fucking time loop. Time loop, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do like how it just shows that he experienced with everything and he ends up, he's like, no, Jerry fucked me. <laughs> it's just fucked really me in a he put his penis in my bucket. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny also because clearly every time Jerry swims up to him, he says that thing and he goes, 
Not tonight, Jerry, because he's like, you never know what can happen. And he just, yeah, he tonight. knows because he's already experienced it. So he goes, not tonight, Jerry, uh, which I find very funny. I just think this whole movie is funny. It Like, like I said, it like really, or I don't know if I said it on here. Or I was talking to Zach earlier, but it captures like my favorite thing about um, Groundhog Day, which is really like the limitlessness of it, like where that's where it's like fucked up but slightly i'd be like i would be stuck in a time loop like because you're essentially a god like but your only limitations is your location like as far as you can travel basically um and realistically learn anything about where you travel to but you can't travel all day and then figure out everything about yeah uh, location that's yeah i mean you could like in bits and pieces do it but it would take a really long time but in your immediate area you can learn every single thing that happens and i think that's like my favorite part about groundhog's day is when um he has his the girl his love interest in the movie in the restaurant and he's just like she's about to drop that tray. Like he's about to do this. This person's about to do this. Like, I like that fucking like God, like knowledge of everything that's about to happen. And you can just become perfect. Like, but you're just stuck in the same scenario. Well, do you know what I like? I like that. They also bring in, instead of just one person, multiple people are living this day, which I think is bringing or adding a completely different. Yeah. Know, layer um, that's to what the I was saying. Entire, it, it, yeah. In terms of movies, none of the uh, time loop movies have ever done that. Rushton Dahl does have that in it. But um, I think that's why I love this movie so much is because it does introduce that aspect that like, like in um, The Edge of Tomorrow, Emily Blunt's character is aware of the time loop that Tom Cruise is going through. But, but she but never not goes a part through of it. it. She had a time loop in her lifetime so she, that's why she's aware of it but she's not experiencing every like every time he resets she doesn't remember him so that the factor of having someone remember what you remember in a time where everyone is constantly resetting is like i don't know it's like what jk simmons says like when he's like who's that little bitch that like drove into me like when he's saying like asking who that girl that drove the cop car into him was um, and he explains who she is to her, and he's like, "Oh, well, good, because it's terrible to go through this shit alone," which is just like really true. Like that would be terrible to like experience something like that that you can never. It's like what Bill Murray does. The best he can do is convince someone one day that it it is true, but that's the best you can do because the next it's, day it's, you would have they're to gonna have to them, redo it all over. You know, like. And uh, there's, like, tragedy in that. And this movie, like, touched on something that I was like, wow. Like, out of all the things we've seen that cover this type of uh, material, this is, like, one of the deepest things was was J.K. Simmons is, like, see, my daughters, like, I'll never get to walk them down the aisle. Like, I'll never get to see my kids grow up, which was a weird fucking, like, I don't know. It was a terrible thing, like, that you realize is completely true, like. Um, that it would be kind of cool to be stuck in something like that. Obviously not for 40 years, but uh, when you realize, yeah, it's great that I get to spend this like 
this time capsule of time with my kids that is really great and everything. Like my son is watering shit on the yard. Like my Let kids are playing shit. together. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but whatever. Uh, but uh, it's, it is sad when you think like, well, you would never get to get past that point and you never know what happens to your kids when they grow up. That is tragic. And I, uh, something else is interesting about that scene is that Andy Samberg, like, earlier in the movie when he's talking to Sarah he's like uh like we can do whatever we want but we have to live with what we did yeah yeah and I you, like you, that you, you see Roy go through that when he's like I'm not gonna like I'm not hunting you anymore after I died really slowly the ICU well what's something yeah. that Andy what, talks about very early in the movie what was like yeah what does he say well the uh, craziest thing with that is like he technically Andy Samberg tells us, the audience, that we still feel pain. Pain is a still a real thing that we have to go through. So, like, if you're going to kill yourself, make it a quick death because there's yeah. nothing worse than spending hours in the dying slowly in an ICU. I think yeah, that's he something says like that. His, his line is, we can't die, but pain is very real. There's nothing worse than slowly dying in the ICU, which is another weird thing in this movie that it's just... Like, deep for the genre, like, because that's not relevant in any other genre, but this, you know, like, well, you want to die quickly. You don't want to slowly be dying. Like, I don't know why I didn't catch this the first time, but, like, the second time watching it, I completely got it. And it's, I didn't realize that Roy technically never died slowly. He definitely thought, well, they don't feel pain or whatever. So everything that he was doing to Neil... It wasn't until she yeah. hits him in the car that he realizes everything that I've done to you is a up. living hell. Like I can't. Yeah, imagine. for all we know, Roy never experienced the um, yes the suicide run that Andy Samberg probably went on. Like he might have yeah. never been like, oh, what if I just kill myself over and over and over again? Like, and I feel like uh, that's when Roy was like, I'm not going to go after you anymore. After yeah. after that night with the ICU, I I can't I can't. Roy's Roy is literally a perfect character that you could remove from this story, and it would be relatively similar. But he's just such a great addition. Yes, like, yeah, he adds the perfect amount of like, uh, like a foil to Andy Samberg, but also but borderline like a secondary main character that's like, oh, this could have been about him. This could have been yeah. about his story. Hey, I'd watch a I would Palm watch Springs a Roy too, yeah. Roy's story. I, I, I do want to admit something. So when I first watched this, I stopped right after the credits showed directing. Didn't see the whole Roy Same. scene. And then I was like, what? Oh my god. And I am like, this makes so much more sense. I'm now happier because I was just like, what? They just fucking left Roy? Yes, dude. That's <laughs> what I was saying to Zach because uh when we started playing the movie today, it was during that scene. And I I thought it was just midway through the movie, so I just hit restart and uh and then Zach when that scene came on, he's like, I was waiting for this scene because that was the scene like that we first saw, and I was like yeah. I don't think I ever watches. I think I just stopped right after I, the credit. I know for a fact I never saw it because I remember even leaving the first time going, well, they, they did do, un, like, what if if they did leave, Roy stays there. Does Roy, like, does that mean he technically, they still are in his world or whatever? Like, it answers more questions than you think because it's yeah. like, okay, now we know Andy Samberg's character is still there, but the one that we know got out, so technically... Yes. So my thought is, is if they went and saw Roy 
after they successfully got out, would it just be a different reality, Roy? That's what that I'm thinking. It would. It would yeah. be the Roy that never went into like the probably, cave. Yeah. Or would it be yeah. the Roy that actually eventually will come out? I don't because know. technically, if no, you really think, think about it, if you think about it, that's how it I, would. That's how I, they work in the day. When the, if someone I, died in oh. the day, the other one would live through the day until tomorrow, where they'll just see each other again. I think this movie suggests uh, multiple realities because if you think about that ending, it kind of solidifies it. The very ending, they're in the pool together. They clearly know what experiences they have been through, right? Yes. Because she's so surprised he has a dog, and they're just together in general, which they wouldn't have been unless they had gone through what they'd gone through. But then we see our reality, Roy, who is in the time loop, meet an Andy Samberg who has no idea who Roy is. So those are two in the very last five minutes we're introduced to two different Andy Sandbergs, one that knows he's been in a time loop and one, and one that, that never does. isn't aware of yes it. yeah so in that world for roy for now on that andy sandberg has never known what is going on in that reality but in the second reality we have andy sandberg and Kristen malati that have been in that so uh, time loop. let's so say I think roy, there's a lot of different realities well, yes. so let's say roy does eventually get out because she tells him exactly how they got it or like their theory because that's what I the guess. whole scene is. He goes like, oh, well, your girlfriend called so, me and blah, blah, blah. So, J- uh, Chase, do you take that ending of him kind of smiling, realizing that it's not the Andy Samberg he knows as he's happy Andy Samberg got out of it or he's happy he knows there's a s- solution? I think he's happy that there's a solution. At first, I was thinking, oh, no, he's going to send this Andy Samberg into the cave. So uh, it's like double. That's what I said. The that's what, yeah, yeah, that's what both Zach and I thought. But yeah. at the same time, I also think that it's like there is a solution. There is a way out. He can stay there all he wants, but now he knows that there's a way out that if he's ready, he can do that way. But the question I have is if he does decide to leave, does that mean the Andy Samberg, if he runs into him again, will they'll be like, Oh my God, we got out. We, you are the one that no, deal I, with this. Pain I, don't, I don't think it's like there's one reality outside this box. She explains. I think it's that every single day is essentially a different reality. So they're constantly branching and Roy is just going to go on his own. And I wouldn't be mad at that. I, I, I mean, no matter what. Grandma I, is totally also been in the cave. Hands what do you that think way? about that? Yes. Do you think about that? Do you, or do you well, agree okay. with that? It's hard because she's technically only in that movie twice, technically. It's when yeah. she yes. first comes up and says that's a wonderful speech. I, I, I don't. I don't. And I will tell you why. I think I don't because that first time we meet her, she just says, I've been to a lot of weddings and that's the best speech. I don't know if that, you know, I feel like Andy Samberg would have noticed if she was well, another. Yes, because she would be doing crazy. Gra- she yeah. would just be idle grandma for in a time loop. She would be just as badass by that but, time. But I also feel Not like just if doing she was, typical grandma shit every single day. But if of she life. was doing that, let's be honest, in Andy Samberg's word, he would have noticed. Wait, you didn't do that yesterday. You didn't do this the day. But like, exactly. She would yeah, have done way point. different things. Like, yeah. The conversation might have changed. Like, there's no way she's having the same conversations, the same shit every day. I well, think her, but then her, but then her saying, second line in the movie where she's like, you're about to get out. I think that it's 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 a double meaning because I feel like it's this is because we all know Sarah before this day has started. 
everyone thinks that she's a fuck up. She drinks too much and she's a loser. And I think that the grandma is now seeing that she just made an adult speech saying something that's beautifully well said and is, you know, actually growing up. The grandma's somewhat saying, I'm proud of you. I know that, you know, your mom died at a young age. I also lost my mom. If you're going, good luck. I feel like it's kind of also telling you, like, I'm proud of you. You're growing up and you're becoming the woman that your mom always wanted you to be. That's how I see it. That's how I kind of see it. Too. Well, I'm looking it up. On- I, I am reading an article about <laughs> it's like uh, Hulu's prom springs theory. Nana was also in the time loop. Three characters were confirmed to be in the time loop at the focus of Palm Springs. But was Nana Schlieffen also a victim? I I agree with Chase that she would have been acting strangely every time, whereas he knows everything that happens the entire time. If that was a good theory, she would have had a bigger role. If she would have had, like, maybe a few more scenes, then I would say, okay. But if they only show you two little, small, little, like, lines, that's not enough to prove a theory. No chase because she doesn't understand it, and they're gonna say it's gonna be Back to the Future where they have to go back into the loop to get Grandma out. Stupid, yeah. stupid. stupid. It's like You're Back stu- to the Future Three. Back to the Future Three is not stupid. I've never seen Back to the Future Three. I don't know how. What you've never you've seen never Back seen? To- I, that doesn't surprise me actually. He's told me he never saw Die Hard. <laughs> I've told you that a thousand times. He has times. definitely told us he's never watched Die Hard. I must have blocked it out of my brain. I, I think I told you it on the episode I was on last for Fat Man. I'm almost certain. He probably did. He probably was like, we were like, oh, we have Die Hard next week. And he was probably like, I've never seen it. That's, I don't know. <laughs> Are you still oh reading, God, Dave? Dude. I don't know. I'm kind of like so-so on this now because it was just like, <laughs> but it's also fun to consider the idea that Nana was also in the time loop, but decided to keep it a secret as a way to spend an infinite amount of time with her family on a special. That's day. that's my thing. I think it's kind of a sweet, like, what if sort of thing. I don't know. Even if you're spending infinite amount of time as an old person, you're probably like, fuck this. Let's start robbing banks. Could you could you imagine going to <laughs> a Nana wedding? Nana Sleep, it's going wild. I mean, you're going to a wedding so many times, like, and she would have had to gone to the cave. How the fuck did she get to a cave? That's my That's main another argument. Thing. That's what I said to Zach right away. And he's like, I don't know. Who knows? What, you guys some... saw Mad Max Fury Road. Old women in the <laughs> desert are badass. Oh. I, it's just, it makes, I don't know. Man, it's, sleeping. I, I think that they, they definitely put that in there to confuse people or maybe start up a conversation. But I, I can't I agree. see that. Well, yes, 100%. It's definitely not supposed to be like one way or the other. Maybe it is. Maybe to be that was the alternate ending, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she was. was. That the grandma starts killing them both before they get to the cave every night. Yeah, maybe she's the protector of the cave. <laughs> yeah, maybe like she just outfitted every evening with like shotguns from that crazy man on the hill who he's like, I'm your son. I love that line, yeah. by the way, where he's Who's just like, guy? uh, he explains like that. He's yeah, like, he's like you're 30, you, 50 years or 30 years ago or whatever. Like, I love he would have had to bait him like one day when they're so shooting. Like, they're like, so tell me about your whole life story. Like, who'd you lose your virginity to? It's just like, okay, oh, I'm going to use that later. Well, the, the only hint of it. Yeah. The only hint of it is like, who's that guy of the picture? And he's just like, 
Oh, that's the guy that took my wife or whatever. But yeah, but we don't know. It wasn't his wife that he says. He says, you met this girl girl who lost your virginity to, and then she left. And you never saw her again. Yeah, but doesn't he say at the end, like, that that guy, and then that guy took her? No, he says that you, and you never saw her again because she left in a hurry. And he's like, well, I'm your son. And he goes, I always knew. I always had a (laughs) few. Yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. dude. It's kind of like the whole thing we enjoyed about um, Christmas Chronicles. It's like I like the idea of someone knowing everyone about someone without them knowing. Knowing, like, yeah. Because you can convince someone so quickly of everything if you're just like, I know your entire history. Like, and they're like, What? I believe you. I, I love that. that about me. I've learned the last few days that I love movies that have people who can lie so well to get away with anything. Like this movie does it extremely well. Catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. That was one the one that yeah. Yeah, that that movie. Oof. We'll get into that later. Two mice. Two mice. Um, um I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know either. I, I mean <laughs> this is one of those movies where we bounce around the plot a lot and I feel like I don't know if there's pieces are missing. But, but I feel like this movie is definitely one that you can bounce around because it's just the same day over again so many different times that it doesn't matter it doesn't really matter where in the story they are unless it's like their, you know, relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like all the montages. Yeah, I do too. I think I think the montages are kind of the best part of this. Like I love seeing their relationship develop, like the dance scene with them at the bar. I don't know why it gets me every time. I'm like, this movie's fucking, that's where I decide that this movie is fucking awesome is when they're dancing together in the bar. And then just doing not like, she just like breaks the glass as they're walking out. And it's just like doing the karate things. Like it's like literally people who have lost their minds and also, like, have given up all inhibitions of, like, what society expects from them because they, they there is no rules. That's what I kind of like about it. Like, there's no rules dictating them. Besides what you can see, he's clearly set up. Like, I don't hurt people or go dark, you know, or cause chaos because I have to live with that, which you brought up, Zach. Like, I think that's a really good um, like point he, that you don't think he about. Does, yeah, I think I, it- he probably did that at some point yeah he does i mean probably like why don't i murder a bunch of people or something you know and then he's like well i don't really like those memories now do you know do you know what scene actually like it i i i love the scene but the second time watching it i actually like reality hit me and i'm like if i was there i'd be like what the fuck is going on is when they're like, there's a bomb in the, the cake. Airplane scene? Or no. the cop scene? When they're like, there's a bomb <laughs> in the cake. <laughs> That's the one that cracked me up the most. <laughs> I just, could you just imagine the sitting there going like. They have done in the background for that. Like, just, and then whatever. Um, <laughs> Sarah just comes out on a pirate hook and it's just like, wait, did my sister actually just buy C4 and put it in the cake? Like, what the hell is <laughs> yeah, going like, on? <laughs> Like, of course, it was you that foiled my plans. And he's like, yeah, it's clear because your ambiguous accent or whatever. But the whole, yeah, the C4 thing cracked me up so fucking much because it's actually in the cake, too. And then he just it actually cry. explodes, like, as he shoots it. <laughs> That's kind of actually, it's funny. It's like the uh, number one, like, like where what would that feel like? Say that, I guess they only 
where to get C4 because they needed to get C4 to pull off the wedding cake heist. I feel yeah, like they, they had to go I to the, the other same friend. thing. They had to go to that guy that he keeps going to to shoot. I'm guessing he Stubbs. has C4. Yeah, yeah I'm guessing he has whatever. C4. That's the only thing that I'm guessing that that's where she gets the C4. But it, it also wouldn't. No, she could have ran into Stubbs. I feel like you could find C4 if you had infinite amount of time and the one desert. Time. Yeah, I just think um, I just think that one scene was just so crazy. I thought the plane crash was really funny too. Like them just stealing a plane uh, and crashing it. Yeah, <laughs> I really like the scene where um, Kristen Bellotti's just like hanging out the sunroof and she falls off the back of the car and like breaks her neck or whatever. And, and she wakes just, up, but he's he's just drinking, yeah. going like, Ooh. yeah. He just looks back and kind of smiles and takes a sip of his drink, like. I don't know. I love that every single driving scene, they're all just drinking. Like, they don't yeah, give a because shit. What it, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, would it matter at that point? It's like, fuck it. If I get, I can't get pulled over for drunk driving. That's true. I, I, I do like to think about the cop that had to deal with the scene that he pulled up to. It's like, <laughs> okay, what's going on? This cop pulled you over, but then he has to discover that the guy that was rammed in between a cop car and a regular car wasn't even a cop, and he has to figure that whole shit out. And then one of the people he's handcuffed just ran in front of a fucking 16-wheeler and got flattened, and he's just like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I like, like how- After taunting him, like, furiously, being like, tase me, motherfucker, tase me. And then she runs she, behind yeah, him and goes, I'm touching your bike. I'm touching your bike. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck was up with this girl? <laughs> and also he's like, holy shit, this is J.K. Simmons that they just hit. Yeah. They're like, oh my god, he's gonna throw a chair at me. <laughs> yeah, like oh, J.K. Simmons is just like bleeding out of the mouth and he's just like, what the fuck was that? Like asking Andy Sandberg about Kristen Milani. No, he was, he was saying, who the fuck is that? Yes, yeah. Oh my god. I, there's a great... I don't know, this movie's like it's really funny, but it's also like everything that's funny is slightly dark too. Like, yeah. it's just, I don't know. It's very, it, it can get very depressing the more you think about it. I agree yeah. With that. And I think that right off the bat, uh, Andy Samberg plays a great character that paints that picture for you. Like that this, he's like, yeah, I'm having, I'm doing the best I can with this, but it's fucking Difficult. don't think about it too much. Yeah. Cause it's depressing. Like, and I don't know. I I really like how he plays it. Um, I like his character a lot. Any other thoughts, boys? I'm good. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm I'm fine. Have we rang this dry? This palm tree. This palm tree. The, the, the palm spring. Also, like, it's weird that it's called Palm Springs because at no point it's not like, filmed in Palm Springs. Palm Springs. <laughs> like, yeah, that was actually the biggest surprise to me is that the movie was in a desert. I was like, "What the fuck?" Uh, well, this it is, is in based Springs. in Palm Springs. Like, they're at you know. Well, they're not. It's not filmed in Palm Springs, but it's based in like some part of California. Yeah, I thought Palm Springs encounter at Palm Springs wedding. So, oh. it, maybe the resort was called Palm Springs. I don't think this matters. It I'm doesn't sorry. matter. Palms. I think it is in Palm Springs. It's not. It was in my it's facts. Synopsis. It was filmed in Santa Clarita, Palmdale, California, and Four Aces Movie Ranch. Yeah. 
Palm Springs is in Florida, isn't it? Um, hacking into the mainframe because you guys are a bunch of dum dums and don't know where Palm Springs is. Well, clearly you, you don't because you have to what? search it. In what are you fucking... talking about? <laughs> you don't have to hack into the main. If you have to hack into the mainframe, you don't fucking know. What? What? I knew what Palm Springs was before you guys even knew about it. <laughs> Visit oh. Palm Springs, California. Bada boom. Okay, yeah, you're right. Hey, it is Good California. Okay, yeah. fuck you. Move on. <laughs> Hey. Uh, does this pass? The, does this pass the bar talk, boys? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think oh, it's just one of those. It's enjoyable to retalk all the bits and everything. Um, I know, like after you watched it, Chase, you came over and we talked about it a bit. And I thought that Zach was there, hollering, hooting, and hollering along with us, but I guess he wasn't. Nope, I was not there. I didn't realize how much I Dave was, and I just I was, sit and talk was, about films. I, didn't think I also realized, hey, I think it, more than anyone else, it's safe to say, like, everything I have seen, Chase has seen, like, not in general, oh, but no, in but... the past year, like, it's like, if I watch something, you typically will watch it, or even the reverse has been happening a lot lately, like, like, Bobby Fisher or whatever, searching for Bobby Fisher, I was like, oh, Chase, watch it, I'm gonna watch it, because I want to talk about it. Yeah, the, <laughs> the list you sent me yesterday, I was like, I'm gonna watch it tonight, I'm like, actually, I shouldn't. I want to have Dave have his own different things to watch. So it's not like, well, I saw that. you I and saw I are that. repeating I the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, it's fine if you ever want to do that. No, but... I am, but just for the podcast now. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to move into random? No, we didn't rate this, Dave. We oh, need to rate well, the movie. All right. What do you think is the most significant uh, thing in this movie? Uh, Cake bombs. What? Cake bombs. Cake bombs? Cake bombs. Cake bombs. Yes. It was kind of fun. How many Whatever. cake bombs yeah, are you putting in? Bombs. Probably eight cake bombs out of eight. Out of eight? Eight out of yeah. eight? <laughs> yeah, okay. So so a hundred? I'm not doing yeah, that. Well, I'm doing out of ten, but whatever. No, dude, out of eight. I already decided. <laughs> eight cake bombs out of eight cake bombs. Oh, I already said I, I've given this five stars so it's, it's a 10 out of 10 for me God, boys i hate you you don't have dude you I do know, not I have know. to I'm feel not going you're to. allowed to have a different opinion i'm giving My this a nine out of ten I, I i like this movie a lot but i feel like that's it's a not great the, score yeah it's not the it's not a typical five out of five stars for me i think it's close to a five out of five but it's not there's something that it's missing I'm not sure what it was for me um, that, like I said, I feel like this isn't the typical 10 out of 10 for me. But it, it doesn't just, feel like a 10 out of 10, but it also, it checks, there's so it much. so many boxes, and you know what I think the ultimate thing that sent it over the edge this year was when we watched this in July 10th of the year of our Lord 2020. <laughs> uh, it, <clears throat> It fuck. I felt like I was in Groundhog's Day. Like I, I literally was living the same day over and over and over. I was waking up, getting wasted, doing whatever. Like, and this fucking a water twenty twenty felt like you put your little hand in mine and I that's the Groundhog Day song. But it's like that's what I felt like. So I felt like this movie was even more relatable because it was a little bit darker than Groundhog Day, and I was just like. I was it was it hit me in the right wheelhouse and 
I don't know. I really, really enjoyed it. It came at the perfect time. I love the the stars behind it. I am in love with Kristen Milotti. If she ever listens to this. You're going to have a restraining order against you. We go on a date or something. I don't know. Can we go on I a date know. or something? There's a restraining order. Now it's, <laughs> now it's up to 500 feet. Yeah, but it, <laughs> within a restraining order, you get at least a signature on a piece of paper. So, yeah. That's well, something. Now it's signed by, now it's signed by her attorney. Well, then that's different. She won't then even we make show a movie up to court. I'll give that. She won't that even too. show up to court. <laughs> um, but yeah. I'm definitely yeah. in the afterglow. I can see myself bringing this down to eight and a half or nine. I'm surprised you give it an eight out of eight, whatever the fuck that is. But that is, I don't know. I, I, I rarely any... hear you give perfect scores to anything, Zach. Yeah, the only like the only perfect score I gave out in 2020 was uh, uh, Trial of the Chicago 7. I will tell yeah. you right now, I was, before this episode started and before we watched the movie, I was already thinking, well, what would I rate this movie? And I probably would have rated it an eight. But do you know what stopped me from doing that? Was the end extra, or God damn it, the after credit scene. Because it made me answer all the questions the that I have. Because I'm like, it doesn't answer anything. I'm still confused on whether or not this is this or this is this. Having that extra credit scene really did help me go, no, this is good. They, they explained themselves. We got, God, you know, I feel like the after credits, as I explained, raises more questions than yeah. it fucking oh, I, answers. Chase, well, it sure does, but it also answers. What do you mean peer pressure? Chase, was it peer pressure? Did you did you just hear two two high scores and you were like, hmm, can't give it that eight? No, got to give it the nine. No, okay. I believe you. No, no, it actually isn't. Because I will say I do like this movie a lot. I think that oh, like just talk, I I have learned throughout oh. the episodes when I when there is something I do rate little low. The more we talk about, it, I'm like, eh, it's actually not that bad. I, I should bring it up a little bit, but I've this never one I definitely I've, a nine. I've never felt I've rated anything too low on our on our show. If anything, I think you and I both have a problem with rating things too too high. high. I agree to that. And this is not an example of that. It deserves mm. all of its praise. I I'm saying I I I'm glad that you love this movie. I don't know if I would say it's a ten out of ten. This is also just my type of movie. Well, yes, this is, like, this is definitely this is, a Dave movie. I can see it. This feels like the advancement of Twilight Zone over the course of eighty years, whatever, sixty years, seventy years. When the Twilight Zone started in the fifties. I don't know. Yeah, Twilight Zone. It was late nineteen forties. No yeah. way, really. So yeah, it's yeah. not that far off. Years. Saying seventy years. Yeah. All right, you guys ready to go into just some. Random. 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 All right. Random. Dave, you want to kick us off? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. 1959, Zach. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, yeah. Um, Stupid. Uh, okay. I would like to say, um, even though Chase didn't interpret it that way, just re listening to it in the. Another round episode, I mentioned, uh, I say I'm recovering, and then I say I haven't drinking for like three weeks. <clears throat> I meant I'm recovering from like an illness, and I haven't drinking for a while. Dave, I didn't see that at all. I'm that not a were... recovering alcoholic, if that's what it sounded like. Not yet, at least. And, uh, I was going to say yet. Yes, and I'm okay. 
and I'm this is the first episode I've had a few couple drinky poos during. So yeah, I I, I didn't I haven't drank back, poo boys. Anything. We're back, um, but not you know not too hard. But um, yeah, oh yeah. So we have a lot of random, like a fuck ton of random, and I think. I don't know. We discussed ahead of time. I was like, "Ooh, is there anything you guys want to really talk about? Don't think we should talk about, but everything I said, it just kept uh, being relevant. So um, let's get into that as soon as I can get to that. (laughs) Okay. So um, the thing that I guess came out today I don't know. I read it today, at least, is that Chris Evans is nearing a deal to reprise his role as Captain America. I did see that today as well. Now, the question I have is, is it going to be like, well, okay, I'm guessing it's because they're going to use multiverse, right? Because I feel like that's the direction they're going into. But that's what I'm saying is the direction they feel like they're going into for this phase is a lot of the films are going to be based off of multiverse. So are they going to have a multiverse version of Chris Evans or is it going to be flashbacks? So I'm thinking that just with the timing of uh, announcements that there's a chance that he that maybe he's a Deadpool 3 cameo. Oh, do you know what? That's... That could be it. Oh, is that why it's going to be MCU? It's going to have Captain America in it. Well, I mean, it's going to be it's going to connect in some way, shape, or form. Okay, I, think I, I could see him showing up. Deadpool, yeah, is absolutely got to connect to the MCU. Um, let's talk about that. Yes, <laughs> not the really. We... <laughs> we can keep the Captain America conversation. Yeah, yeah. but they just announced that Deadpool three is going to be a part of the MCU and it will be rated R. I I've voiced my opinion on how much I don't want that to happen. But um Kevin Feige has said some things. I can't remember his exact quote. Uh this was when the Deadpool news came out. He said something about it being like we're still trying to figure out how he'll fit into the MCU or something, but in my mind I read it as like He's not gonna do what my greatest fear is, and like he's not gonna to, just be like not gonna break the fourth the for- wall as much. He's not gonna as- break the fourth wall and be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe Captain America is back." If any of you guys watch Endgame, he was definitely out for good. And then I'm gonna be like, "Okay, well they just threw this entire fucking 25 movie franchise into the garbage," and I don't know why they did that. I don't know I, I how see you them have throw Deadpool without being meta, but. I think they can use it to throw all the Fox movies into the fire. Mm. They can use it to have him literally talk. We don't need that, though. I don't need Disney's MCU to throw Fox movies into the fire. And if it does do that, if they acknowledge that there's movie studios behind making these movies I love, I will be furious. Keep them the think, fuck away think, from my movies. I don't think you can avoid that with this day. I think it's, what uh, the fuck, dude? Are you? S- <laughs> oh my god! Calm down. Please. I'm not saying Three. that I think it's the correct move. Are you I'm, seriously I'm okay off. with with anything being acknowledged in terms of filmmaking in this fucking MCU franchise that we have built so carefully? And I say no, we, but I we're fans I, and we've contributed to them. <laughs> No, but I trust Kevin Feige a 
probably a bit too much. I do too. I I said before, yeah. in Feige we trust, but God, it just takes it, one. Oh, it just takes you, one you, movie, you boys. Barbie fucking yeah. personality, and you send it elsewhere. It will take only one movie for us to to turn completely 180 on Kevin Feige. Yes. So exactly. well, we can't hey, it only takes one car and feather fourth Ryan. Wall. That's the real It only question. takes one fourth wall break to ruin the MCU. So I don't think I it would ruin I, it as badly as you think it is, but if it's multiple oh times wall God. breaks, then possibly yes. It depends on how it's handled. I mean, they already did it in Deadpool where they're talking about like the DC universe. Dude, which, I'm fine also... with that because Deadpool is Deadpool. Those movies are... Like, I'm fine with the riffs they throw at X-Men. That's not a solid franchise. There's two different casts that are involved with X-Men. I know it's, like, past and future, but I'm okay with the riffs they do with X-Men because it is in that world. But if I, if in Avengers fucking 5, Deadpool is a part of the final lineup against, like, whatever, Galactus or whatever the fuck the final villain is, and he's just like, oh, my God, he's so much bigger than... Thanos was, and that was a box office smash hit, and I'm just gonna gonna See, blow I, my brains out in a theater. Well, I don't think Deadpool. I think they they tested out the waters with whatever the fuck that PG-13 Deadpool two was. I don't think they will ever put him in another character's movie. I think he will only ever star in his own stuff. Oh my god! Remember when that happened? Remember I never saw that, it. They made what? A PG-13 releasing Deadpool two? What the fuck? Yeah. I forgot, I completely forgot that even existed. It was a Christmas one, wasn't was it? it? Will like, Wheaton. Yeah, wow, Will Wheaton. It movie. was. It was supposed to be like they were reading like the uh, the Chris or the uh, Princess was that Bride. It? No, not this last Christmas. No, that was two. That was several years ago. No, twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Was it twenty nineteen? I think twenty eight. No, twenty eighteen is when Deadpool two came out. Deadpool two, the release of Deadpool two, the PG thirteen version was two thousand nineteen. If Did I'm not mistaken, see that movie together, Deadpool. 2. No, that's the thing is that I saw Deadpool two before I moved to Florida. So, no, how old yeah. is that fucking movie? Yeah, no, Zach's right. That's yeah, like two thousand eighteen. Uh, Disney already acquired Fox by the time I we we were we all met up. So that would place Deadpool two prior to that. Deadpool two came out in May two thousand eighteen. We didn't come to school until like November, right? No, you might have. I didn't move down there until January first. January twenty nineteen. I moved down yeah. January yeah, twenty nineteen. We also yeah. didn't meet until February of nineteen. Yeah. February. That's true. This is true. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I come off of someone that hates Deadpool, and I might, but <laughs> I enjoy the movies quite a lot. What if I just don't want it anywhere near? What if MC. Dave? What if it's actually not the Deadpool we know, but it's the or what if it's not the Deadpool we know now? It's the Deadpool that we knew from from X Men. X Men origin. And they bring that in, so up, it's Chase. not. Oh no, no, you're breaking up, Dave. Can you hear me, Dave? You guys stop both. Yeah, both stop. You sound like nonsense. Well, we sound fine. On you sound my like end. robot nonsense. Yeah, I, 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 I hear everything perfectly fine, loud and clear. But what I'm saying, Dave, what is did what Chase if you say? What if it? Can you hear me now, Dave? Dave, Dave. Are you saying Dave? what if it's X Men Origins Wolverine? Yes, that. No, you mean Deadpool? Yes. 
So the gross one with yes. no mouth. Yes, the one with no mouth. Yeah, they should disgusting. bring that one into the MCU. That's what I'm saying. What if it's that mouth? one that never breaks the fourth wall and it can't talk? That's perfect. There yeah. you go, Dave. Yes, though. <laughs> yeah, the Merc, the Merc with the mouth, and let's take away his mouth. That's what I'd like to see a genius show up that Fox like, did um, early on with Pedro Pascal and Moon Knight, like something like that. I'd be cool with seeing Deadpool. With it's him. Oscar Isaac. That's who I am. I'm sorry, Oscar Isaac, because because just because Moon Knight also breaks the fourth wall because he's fucking crazy. Wait, uh, Dave and I were both talking about this last week. Do you know anything about Moon Wall? Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Or we're Moon not Moon Knight. Knight. Oh, I uh, Moon Knight. Uh, I'm pretty sure. So he like he has multiple personalities and is based. He's kind of oh. like a borderline schizophrenic. Where um he'll like there's a whole comic series where he's with like Captain America, Wolverine, and Spider Man fighting off villains, but it turns out he's just uh wearing a Spider Man mask and has fake Wolverine claws and a fake Captain America shield. He's just beating villains up. Oh, that's kind of cool. He'll disguise himself as Spider Man and like okay. run around the city, and Vulture will like pull off the mask and like oh shit, it's Moon Knight. And this Moon is Knight's the line, by the way. Um, I'm not gonna read the whole quote from Kevin Feige, but he says. Again, a very different type of character in the MCU. This is what he says. So, um, and I know that is out of context, but and also he basically says he says we've got a number of things we've already already announced that we now have to make, which sounds like he's <laughs> just like Kevin Feige's like, oh fuck, we announce it, we have to make it now. God damn it! It's probably but, one uh, of those projects where it's just like he's like, okay, we could probably do that, and they're like, okay, we'll announce it. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. we yeah, haven't written it yet. Stop. <laughs> it does sound like Deadpool three will won't be that soon. Uh, oh no, no that, I don't, it's gonna I don't take years. Coming out until like twenty. Um, but moving on from that, quick, 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 quick MCU news. Uh, there's reportedly chatter that Disney is considering releasing Black Widow concurrently in theaters and on Disney+. Plus. When? When did that come out? Well, when May, I guess, is when it's supposed to come out. Um, this is also, like, very, like, rumor-based, like, the site I'm following. Because I, I haven't... Usually, if you see one bit of news, it will pop up everywhere. But I these didn't are, see- like... Just, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that anywhere. Kevin Feige has also made off offhand remarks that are again, this is like still in the rumor mill. Um, said that I've been at Marvel long enough to say never say never about anything when asked about the Netflix um Marvel stuff. And this is the post. Will the defenders return? Oh and oh. that's that's his answer on that. Um just recast Iron Fist. I also want to yeah. say, uh, not for your consideration, Wonder Woman 84, for your consideration. Warner Brothers is submitting Wonder Woman 80, 1984 for consideration in all categories at the Oscars, including Best Picture. Nope. Nope. And I would like to nope. say, no, thank you. <laughs> yes. No, um, I, I, I don't think it's a t- like awful, awful movie. But I, I will it, say I it shouldn't it, be best picture at all. It is an awful, awful movie. They, Dave uh, oh, yes. put this hypothetical at me earlier. I'd rather watch Suicide Squad two times in a row. Yeah, that's what my brother like adamantly was saying. Really? Probably thirty minutes into Wonder Woman, he was like, "I'd rather watch Suicide Squad twice." And then he just kept saying it over and over again until by the end of the movie, I was like, 
fine. Yeah, I guess I watched Suicide Squad twice over this fucking Here's movie, the thing. I don't think I, I could watch Suicide Squad once more, ev- ever. Yeah, ever. and mind you that Chase has watched Wonder Woman twice now. I have so. seen Wonder Woman twice. I, oh. I think it's not... I. I will tell you right now. I don't. I I put it down. I think as a as a three. I think I gave it a three. I may have given it a two and a half. Actually, I wouldn't. So I, I would gave never, it like a fifty percent. I yeah, don't think I would that never, it's under a fifty, but I wouldn't say anything above maybe. It'd be generous if you're giving it a sixty percent. I, I I gave it a forty, and my brother even argues that's way too generous. Uh, I think that's a bit too I, generous. I kind of agree. A I 40. think I would never I would never wish that movie upon anyone. Here's the because thing: I think I like they always it, say it's, three it's stars serious. is a recommendation, but it is. I would never give that movie three stars, I, and I would say I like Pedro Pascal. I like Pedro Pascal. I think he actually like did Pedro really Pascal. good. I actually think it. the acting. Most of the acting was pretty decent. That's fine. I th- yeah, I, I think the story I, was I garbage. Disagree. I think the you story what, was garbage. You know what movie has great acting that I hate is Hostels. I never. I can Hostels. still acknowledge it has good acting and it looks good. Yeah, that's that's a great Christian movie. Bale movie. Awful, but, uh, yeah. Um. Hmm. I don't um, know. I don't know. I, I I agree with you, Dave. I think that it shouldn't be nominated for anything. And it should be going off of HBO in the next, like, what, week? With the past die. Because yeah. it's supposed to only be on HBO for a month and then yeah. be taken off. And you know what? Well, why are you Let giving it. me those eye dances? Huh? Let it burn. Me or Zach? No, Zach. I can only see his eyes, and his eyebrows kept popping up every time I said it. Is like, he, he was he questioning thinks, me. I think he's going off like an hour and a half of sleep right now, Chase. I'm sorry. That's fine. <laughs> Um, all right. Also, breaking news actor Harry Lennox. What's going on in there, Zach? I heard some loud noises. Nothing. All right. Actor Harry Lennox reveals that he just shot new footage for the Snyder Cut and is set to join Zack Snyder's Justice League as the Martian Manhunter, which was supposed to happen. Like, we, I don't know. I think fans thought that was going to happen for the Justice League because, yeah, I mean, that's who I was the most excited about seeing in all yeah. of Justice League. And also, apparently, Harry Lennox apparently had no idea that his character would even possibly be Martian Manhunter, which I think is funny. He's just like, I didn't even know the character existed. I'm starting to get worried about the Snyder Cut because it's starting to get what, not at the level of what Spider-Man 3 is doing, but where it's like the more that's coming out about it, you're like, I don't know what direction this is going. Because it's like now they're releasing a crap ton. Like they said that they're not reshooting a lot but they're now saying that they've reshot like four huge scenes with huge name actors playing huge characters in a movie that technically we already know somewhat the story of anyways it just is my door closed yeah you gotta let the fucking cats in bruh gotta piss and poop and stuff but uh both standing at the door over there but do you guys okay never mind i'm sorry no that's fine i I was just trying to make a point, but too well, right, well, I agree Damn with you, Chase. Cats. I am afraid of Spider Spiderman three, and I am afraid of Justice League. I'm not I'm afraid less of afraid of three. I'm less afraid of Justice League because it's like if it sucks, it sucks. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, Wait, are you actually afraid of Spiderman? Yeah. Yes, I am. Do you, the the amount of information that has come out about Spider Man is now crazy. takes a lot to make us do. Yes, too many cooks. Da, 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 way too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. 
Yes, I am afraid of too many cooks. Um, it's just there's so much people in it. It's it, it feels like an end game for a movie that's not end game. It feels like, oh, this is just another Spider-Man movie, but now it's we got 40 huge name actors and 40 big characters in it. Well, I think that people also, they over, um, they're probably thinking that all these characters will have a much larger role than they probably will. Yeah. I agree to that. Also, I don't know if you guys read that. Kevin Feige said that, um, you know, sometimes uh, rumors or whatever are spot on and sometimes they couldn't be further off. And I can tell you that some of the Spider-Man 3 rumors are correct. And some of some them, of I'm them guessing, are. are just trying to get yeah. you. So I agree we'll with see. that. We'll see. Um, just to fly through this, because we this is a lot of news. Uh, uh, Lee Meeson said that he, sure, I'd be up for that. Zach, yeah. move yeah. back further in the room. I'm hearing his echo. When asked, it's because the door. Uh, when it just sit in the toilet for the rest of the show. I'm just kidding. But. He's doing it. <laughs> He's going to the bathroom. Um, when asked if he'd uh, reprise his drunk on gin role, as my dad used to call him. Um, and he said, yeah, sure. So there's that. I don't really care about that because it's like, who cares, Obi-Wan or Qui-Gon? You're dead. <laughs> You're dead. Um, Lord of the Rings series has finally announced like what the the plot is. Let's not go into that too much, but I am excited for that. That is a story I'm development. Um, Warner Brothers has postponed The Many Saints of Newark, the Sopranos prequel film, which I'm not crazy happy about because... Why do they delay a, it? That's a movie I don't actually need to see in theaters and don't really care if it's in theaters. I don't even get why it's like... It should why be, would it be in theaters? Well, didn't you guys... TV show. Weren't you guys exactly. questioning why was it being made anyways? Because it's been so long? No, I, mean, I, I don't know. We're, we're I love in the an age where that's expected. So, yeah. and I'm fine with seeing They just finally made, videos. like, two years ago, a year ago, they finally fucking made the Deadwood movie. That's a good point. Came yeah. and went. Uh, and that, I feel like that show was, like, not before, but it was, like, during the Sopranos run. Um, and it has James Gandolfini's son playing young James Gandolfini. So... I hope he's a heavy breather already. Yeah, I was about to say, does he breathe through the nose? <laughs> um, Die Hard 6, rumors suggest Bruce Willis is ready to return as John McClane one last time. Which I just wanted to mention because we covered Die Hard, but I could give a fuck less if there's another Die Hard. I, I feel like we talked about in Die Hard where it's just like the first one, great. The third one, great. The rest could go burn in a pit because no one gives a shit. Well, I've never seen any of them. Well, the first one's great, the second one's trash, and the third one's great. Okay. Yes. Yeah, just watch one and three is my suggestion. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, that's it. I mean, we can, let's do the, let's save this for next episode, but there's a lot of Netflix. Yeah, let's do. save, we'll save those ones for next week or on um, Friday or Monday. I, I do want, I do want to mention this because I already mentioned it uh, during our uh, Chicago 7 episode. Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem will reportedly play Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz in Being the Ricardos. That's the Aaron Sorkin movie that he's writing and directing yes. about uh, Lucille Ball and Ricky. Ricky! It's taking place during one week, one week of the shooting of Island. Desi Arnaz. Yes, yeah, I'm excited for it, kind of. Like I said, I don't, you know, I know that's like a, like people, that's a 
a part of Hollywood history that is very fascinating, but I was never like, you know, I never watched I Love Lucy that much, but Lucy, Lucy, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, but we'll, I, I'll we'll see. see. She's, I know she's a incredible like character in real life. Lucille Ball is, yeah, is someone else. So we'll see. And I love Aaron Sorkin. So, so uh, Zach, what have you been watching? Uh, have you guys watched Primal? The, the my favorite page. Evan, Evan, Please, Evan no. kept telling Look, me to watch. Is that the one with you Nick say Cage? Show? It's yeah. It's a uh, guy that made Samurai Jack. It's a yeah. No dialogue, man. Uh, oh, so it's animated. Oh, or, yeah. oh no. Okay, it's, no, this is not yeah. the Nick Cage. I, I movie. thought it was the Nick Cage movie. Primal. <laughs> oh no, Jesus Christ! I don't. Why would anyone watch that? Evan watched. I love Nick Cage, but uh, no, dude, Primal. It's a. It's on HBO Max. It's amazing. Like it's all si- not silent, but no dialogue. Just a dude and his T Rex going around and fucking messing 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 things up it's kind of cool. very brutal it's very sad and i what mean i it? love so samurai it's, uh, what's it on hbo, HBO max. max okay that i would have would recommend and then i watched fargo season two and i started three yeah i need to watch i need to watch it I, i'm starting to starting to lose my days that I need to catch up on, but I need to watch Fargo. Fargo. Yeah. Yeah. But besides that, I mean, I don't get to, I don't get to watch much, unfortunately, because of work right now. But that should change. I only have one more week of work, so that's good. Um, but Chase, we've been watching. So yesterday, it kind of had like a. It, I got back into my movies. It's been a few days since I've gone. I've watched my movies. I'm. I'm still about five or six days ahead which is good but uh i watched recently i just watched uh last night i watched catch me if you can for the first time and i loved it i i don't know why i've never seen that movie i know people have talked about you've talked about that movie to me a thousand times whenever i do my walk-in i typically always show the two mice fell to a barrel of cream and it was weird because i also mouse it was. I've never seen the first like twenty minutes of that movie. Oh, it's great! So you probably missed the two mice scene. Yeah, yeah, I have missed the two mice scene. It's weird because every time when I was watching that movie, Dave, I kept thinking, okay, next time we play the movie game, I can go in. I'm like, oh wait, we'll never play that game again. Yeah, we won't unless you visit or something. Well, I might visit, and if we do, I know I I, I'm gonna use that as my uh. As one of my movies to be like, okay, this is going to tie into, you know, tons of different layers now. Um, I also watch- start start playing the movie game on here or something. Yeah. Uh, I also watched after that movie, I wanted to go into, you know, a young Leo. So I watched What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Pretty good. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, mm. it, it Leo was incredible. As, you yeah, know, he's, he's good. I don't know why I've always been so so on that movie. I I gave it I think I gave it like a three and a half. I think it's good. I think it's yeah. it's a good heart filming movie, but I don't know something about it doesn't make me go that was incredible. And the end is a bit you know ooh, but uh I liked it. And then I watched to end my night last night. I watched Blue Streak with Barry Lowers. Yeah, 
It was good. I used to love that movie when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I liked it. it was, I haven't seen it since then, but um, it's okay. I, I don't know what this is. It's, it's pretty much it's pretty much a Martin Lawrence is uh, Martin Lawrence is a bank robber who stole a, a diamond Diamonds. that he hid inside a construction building. And after going away for a few years, he goes back to get the diamond, but finds out it's in it's a new a police station. Yeah, so he acts like a police. Uh, detective. A detective pairs up the whole with time is yeah. The whole time he start, everyone's like, "Wow, this guy's the best detective ever," as he's trying to get his diamond back. Yeah, that sounds pretty um, fun actually. I know. I at the time, I I thought it was like right up. You know, it was classic Martin Lawrence. Yeah, um, it's definitely like one of those buddy cop movies. Yeah, uh, and I don't know. I, it's like cool action in it. Uh, I always remember not understanding a scene until I got older and then looking back on it. But, you know, the scene where he's in the vents and he sees the cop, like, take, like, lotion out of his desk. Yeah, and, go and then to he just bathroom. puts it in his pants. Yeah, and then he doesn't want to shake his hand later. I always thought he had, like, butt cream or something. I never really got the implications that that cop was just, like, <laughs> whacking off at work. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, mean, I, don't I, we all? I thought that was a, a funny oh, move. Don't say that, Zach. You don't don't say you whack off at work. You That's... work at a fucking yeah. quest. <laughs> Better not be getting your semen's in my. Okay, I don't want to say that. I don't think you want to say that out loud. Well, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, disclose my place of business. <laughs> all right. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've been watching. What about you, Dave? Dave. Um, I dude, so I I've watched a ton of movies. Or first of all, we finished the show. Um, oh yeah, how was it? I was gonna search wa- party. Yeah, I'm super into it. So I finished it, and then it just started today. Uh, HBO released the first three episodes of the new season, and I'm super fucking in on this show. Uh, I definitely recommend it. Um, and then after that, I was just like just on a random movie hunt because I wanted to watch like a new show, which I did find this show called Leonard Ken- letter Kenny, which is like a Canadian comedy that was pretty funny, but I was like, I don't want to watch all seven seasons of this in a row. Like I'll just put it on every now and then is what I decided. But I like stumbled upon a weird, like tragedy trilogy unpurposefully, even though I knew what the movies were about. I just don't know why I chose them three in a row, but I it started with the movie stronger which is a Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, David Gordon Green is the director who I really like uh, him. Um, but it's basically about the, uh, it's a true story of a Boston Marathon survivor. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character is at the end, the finish line of the Boston Marathon, right next to the explosion. And he gets both of his legs uh, blown apart. And both of them amputated. And the whole movie is about um, him dealing with that. And it's uh, I think I remember the trailer for that movie. It was really good. Out of the two Boston Marathon movies that exist, Patriots Day and this one, this is definitely the better one because it doesn't have Mark Wahlberg be like, okay, I'm going to play every character in this movie. Even though I'm just a, a street beat cop, I'm also going to be working with the FBI to find out who did this. And you know what? I'm going to track those guys down myself. Um, it well, didn't do Mark that. Wal- Mark Wahlberg is an entire police force of one man. He was yeah. in Patriots That's what you don't Day. understand. He played every single character that was involved in the Boston Marathon bombing besides the terrorist. Dude, um, he's gonna, uh, just wait. Just he's going to be in all the political movies. 
as the, um, as the super cop. Yeah, I hope so. I hope he's was <laughs> a movie my brother and I were just saying he should be in. I can't remember. It was probably inappropriate, anyways. But then, so then the uh, second movie I watch is Pieces of a Woman. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's on Netflix now, um, with Vanessa Kirby and Shia LaBeouf are the main characters. Starts off within like the first half hour with a home birth where it's a stillbirth or I don't know if it's technically a stillbirth because the baby's like alive for like two seconds and then dies. And then the whole movie is about that. And it's just a bummer of a movie. It's like two hours and 30 minutes long. Um, Shia LaBeouf's really good in it. Vanessa Kirby's really good in it. Don't know how I feel about it. I think I gave it three out of five, but I might even lower it. I don't know. It's hard. It was a bummer of the movie. It was like, I've been hearing about that on on some stuff. It was like Manchester by the Sea combined with Marriage Story. If that oh, makes like, yeah, no, that makes a hundred percent. I don't, I don't know. And I love movies that are like downers every now and then. They put you in a mood, and they're usually an incredible display of acting, which this was. But in light of recent news of Shia LaBeouf, which I don't even like to repeat. There was just certain scenes in it that were hard to watch. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I wasn't sure if you guys had known about that because I was going to be like, I don't even. Really it's one of those that, few so. things that I don't even want to acknowledge is true, but it's fucking definitely true. But it is fucked up. I mean, the motherfucker killed dogs to prepare for yeah. the worst movie on earth. The fucking that stupid movie we watch what the fuck movie was that called the tax collector <laughs> yeah dude i'm pretty sure out of the stories that have been told that's why he was killing yeah. dogs because he wanted to know what it was like to kill and he likes to be so in character but god damn it i love shallow buff so much and i don't want him to be canceled but maybe he should i don't know he Probably. was good in this movie though but he was pretty scummy in it um and then after that, I was like, all right, like maybe something light. And this is a movie I've always heard was good. Didn't really know what the plot was about. Is actually should have known, but it was written and directed by Kenneth Lonergan, who uh, is the Manchester by the Sea guy. And this movie is called Margaret. Um, yeah, I saw that. You watched that yesterday. And I was like, oh, maybe I should watch that. And I'm like, no. I, I really enjoyed it, but... Um, oh, shit. Oh, on. no. But... um. It was fucking satisfying. Anna Paquin's in it, and it starts with her seeing a, a woman, um, Alice and Janie, actually, a pretty good actor. Um, and she gets fucking run over by a bus. Um, Jesus. And uh, it was that was pretty depressing, the whole movie. But it was like two hours and 30 minutes. It's a long-ass movie, but I really enjoyed it. I thought out of the tragedy trilogy i watched that might have been my favorite um and then i was like all right no more tragedies and in somewhat preparation for this movie because i had always heard it was in the realm of this uh palm springs like a a time loop movie yeah but it didn't quite fit is what i told you last night about it's a um francis ford coppola movie called peggy sue got married yeah i was looking i was looking for that on anything and i couldn't find it I was gonna it's on, uh, it's on Amazon Prime. It is on me. Amazon Prime. Yeah, um, but it's Kathleen Turner plays Peggy Sue, um, who is married to or was married. They're now separated, uh, but she's married to Nicolas Cage, and it's like probably like twenty or thirty years into their future after high school, and she just hates her life, and um, he's like a 
appliance store TV personality. And like, she just goes to her high school reunion and gets nominated prom queen or whatever queen. And she ends up fainting and wakes up and she's back in her high school years. Oh, and so she's reliving her life again. And she kind of falls in love with Nicolas Cage all over again. But at the same time, she's living life however she wants to. And I really enjoyed it. Um, That that sounds actually pretty good. Not quite a time loop because she only experiences it once, but is I really, really liked it. Um, Is this just the reverse of The Family Man? Dude, it reminded me of The Family Man. It reminded me of Back to the Future a lot because she's like seeing her parents again and is so happy to see them and like... I don't know. It reminded me of a lot of things, but Nick Cage is like the weirdest character ever. Like his voice is seriously. He's like, Oh my God. Oh, Peggy Sue. Why are you doing this? Like that's literally what his voice sounds like the entire movie. And you're like, this doesn't even like remotely sound like Nicholas Cage. And every now and then some cage breaks through, but it's like, he was really going for something. And this is like made in, 1986 he wasn't that big yet at that time um i mean coppola is his uncle so i also um, watched that nicholas cage uh history of swearing it's kind of how was that kind of boring oh yeah i haven't seen i mean i expected it to be kind of boring it it feels like it feels like a full sale it feels like a full sale production it really feels low budget and kind of like well childish in a way high budget is the is the material good at all like it's, when he's it's, talking about it's okay. does it flash it, back to swearing in movies no uh, i feel like it, it pretty much they do like a small little history p- section of it and then it goes into just comedians talking about the word hmm. and it, i don't know it just to me it's kind of it, it kind of feels kind of like i was expecting something more like kind of like drunk history in a way yeah and it's not that oh that sucks I only watched, I think, four episodes. And it's, they're pretty short. They're like 20, 20 minutes per episode. I might check it out still. But yeah, I don't I'd, know. I'd try one or two episodes. I would say check it out. I feel like I can't I can't figure out how to explain it, but it's just something's off about it that I'm like, I, I will watch it, but only as dead air. Like, just putting oh, something on the yeah, background. Like while you're, like, on your phone and you don't yeah. mind missing. Yeah. All right, well... I feel good. How do you guys feel? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I'm sorry if I was a bit quiet tonight. I'm very tired. Hey, Zach, you you never have to apologize. You just hide in that toilet. Yeah. I I have pictures of your cat taking a poop. Why are you taking photos of his cat taking a poop? I see that all the time. To record a podcast. The box is in front of me. Could have brought your laptop. I never, I never break their privacy. <laughs> I was not informed. I had to. Well, what what did you expect? Dave having all think? a we setup? Just be, we just going to be I, recording I, podcasts in thin air? Okay, fuck. <laughs> Back out. Thanks for having me, boys. I love you. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, on Friday, we're watching a... We're watching my Onward. or Monday. Sorry, Monday. We're watching yeah. Onward, which I'm which excited about. We might. I don't know. I don't mean to say this right now, Chase, but we might just have Zach back on for it. That's fine. That's not too. That's fine. I'll come on again. I'm fine. It's just that. he's gonna be here. I don't know. Or Unless Steve. you have a guest. Unless Steve. Yeah, I mean, it was more of like I didn't want Zach just to be sitting around. Well, I'm fine with Zach if he wants to come back. 
We'll see what I'm happens. Not, I'm not, and I don't want him to come back. Here. Oh, you don't? Okay, well, Zach, God has okay, spoken. Boys. <laughs> Love you, boys. I'm leaving the Zoom call. Okay, bye, bye Zach. Okay. Bye, Zach. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. Zach can okay. Zach can be on. Uh, but yeah, we're doing Onward for Monday, which I'm excited. And- I watched Onward with Zach for an opening. It's one of the one of three early releases I got to watch before it came out in theaters. So I'm excited to see what, you know. Hey, bitches. Hey, we invited you. No, we did invite you to that, and you just wouldn't answer your damn phone. I know. Um, I'm excited for that as well. I really enjoyed that movie. And as always, we have an Instagram. You can follow us at at podcorn in a movie. And, you know, remember to give some likes to whatever. Rate and review and subscribe to our podcast. All right. Well, we'll see you guys on Monday with Onward. Bye. Peace.